York County is so much more than just a stop for gas on I-80. 17 County is filled with unique individuals with unique stories just waiting to be told. Welcome to the 17 County Podcast with your host, Emily Perry. This is 17 County Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, and listen. This helps our podcast grow, and we thank you for your continued support. We would also like to take the time to thank our York County Development Corporation members, AgriProducts, Cornerstone Bank, Nebraska Public Power District, and Central Valley Ag. Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to focus on the growth and development of York County here at the YCDC. So thank you. Let's get to the podcast. So today I am joined again by Lisa Hurley, the Executive Director at the YCDC. Um, And she is here to once again fill us in on what is going on at the YCDC, what's new. Um, I know that we have a lot of different things that we work on at all times. So it's just really good to get that update from the woman who knows it all herself. So thank you for joining me today. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Emily. And hello, everybody out there on the podcast world, whether you're joining us from a podcast app or you're listening on our website. Hello, and thank you for joining us. To get started, what is going on? I know that the YCDC, like I said, has their hands in pretty much everything. One of the new things that a lot of people are catching on to, but maybe not everybody, is we are officially at 3.5 on staff. As of July 17th, we hired a part-time employee at York University Um, college student. Um, We're hoping to have him for the next two years or so. His name's Anthony Hudson, so you can reach out to him. But what's really exciting is he's helping us in the background. Because as Emily said, we're working on a lot of different projects. And in order to keep all those projects up in the air and at different phases, whether it's we're working with a startup, or we're working with an expansion, or we're working with a recruitment, or we're helping a business tweak, or a childcare startup, you know, whatever it is, we have to have a solid base in the office. And the more projects we have, the easier it is for that base to become a little unstable. So it's pretty awesome that our budget allowed us this year to go ahead and make that commitment and bring on another staff person to help keep that base solid. So one of the things that he is doing this week actually is reaching out to businesses to set up our business retention and expansion interviews. So those are critical because 70, 80% of any new jobs will come from our existing businesses. And we need to make sure we're trying to address their needs, their wants, their concerns, and we're listening to why they choose to stay in York County, why they chose York County, what their history is, and really form those connections with those. The next couple of quarters, Emily, myself, and Anthony will be out meeting with business, our existing business base throughout the county. So I'm pretty excited about getting in to see some people I haven't done the survey with for a while and catching up on some of status of some different projects and stuff like that. So that's really exciting to start with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I can vouch we have only had Anthony with us for, what, two weeks now? 
and it I think we're on the third. Third? Oh my gosh. Uh, but it makes such a difference. It's like, oh my goodness, having that extra person be able to set these up. And he's such a hard worker and a great guy. So mm-hmm. it's been fantastic. And, you know, it's even the little things beyond the BREs are social media. It, if you have, for the business owners that are on here, you're, gonna, you're going to understand this. But if you have a social media account, we can't just post, 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 post about what YCDC is doing. We have to be doing our membership spotlights and linking to the members pages. We have to be a couple times a day logging in as YCDC and going in and checking out other people's accounts and liking them and commenting and sharing and stuff like that. Well, that is, it's so critical for exposure of what is going on in your county, but it can be really hard for Emily and me to manage that we are doing that. So just knowing Anthony's doing it in the morning is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I know even Deb tackled some of those on and let me tell you, that woman's plate is so full. I mean, she is always busy Yes. and she was doing some of that. So I'm glad that we took Anthony on and he is just jumping in he's he's so organized (laughs) and so dedicated and we don't have to worry when he says he's going to do something he'll come to us if he asks questions but it's 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 pretty awesome yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then bre's themselves i mean from personal experience once again i have helped with those for the past year that i have worked here and it's really cool being able to build those connections, putting face mm-hmm. with name. But also, I mean, it's a perfect opportunity for these business owners to be like, hey, we are really, really struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this before? Do you have any ideas? And if we don't know, we go to our contacts and we're like, hey, yep. what do we do? How do we help these people? So we, we try to connect them. Yeah. And it, it's some sometimes it's as simple as, okay, let's call the Nebraska Business and Development Center. Or, oh, you got a simple utility issue, let's call the city of York, let's call MPPD, let's call Black Hills. And it's more trying to help them navigate when they're having some frustration. Our businesses let us know when they're frustrated, but they're also fantastic in letting us know when they're happy. It is nice, you know, our BRE's business retention and expansion interviews are confidential it is wonderful when they tell us hey tell the city tell the county tell mppd black hills who perennial power whoever it is that they really appreciated this aspect because they're not just talking the negative yeah absolutely and i mean going off of that i think it's really important for these business owners to know when they decide to do a bre survey with us you don't have to tell us anything. You, mm-hmm. We encourage you to, we'd love to know what's going on. We wanna have that information to go off of. But if you're not comfortable with a question, mm-hmm. you don't have to answer. No. And um, to piggyback on that, Emily, you said to go off of. So how do we utilize our BRE information? We have a survey that the Department of Economic Development also utilizes. So we use that. Sometimes we add in additional questions. Sometimes we skip a question because it doesn't apply at all to the business. So, but we utilize that data and run reports. Every visit is confidential. So we look at the overall. Let's say we went in and visited 25 businesses. We look and say, these are the trends we're seeing coming out of these businesses. 
and then the state does a Nebraska report. They don't dig down to the businesses in York County. They don't look at the information our businesses are saying, but they utilize statewide data to tell our senators, hey, housing is an issue. Hey, child care is an issue. Uh, you know, our highway system could use a little bit of love. So it, it's, it's really cool. We've seen, not under the current administration, but our last administration, Governor Ricketts ad actually utilized some of the information on the permitting process taking so long in departments. So they utilized, okay, how, to, how do we make this more efficient? Mm -hmm. And that is something that had come up in some of our berries over the, over the years. Permitting processes are, they are what they are, mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes they can be simplified. Yeah. But it, at the state level, it takes senators to do it. Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> and that always takes time. Everything good takes time is yes. what it seems like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you kind of touched on it. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong because this was before me, but our housing study kind of came from BREs. Absolutely. All of our employers saying, hey, we really have a talent issue going mm -hmm. on, and it's because we can't get them to come here because yep. they have nowhere to sleep. So when I started with YCDC in 2013, when I chose to make York County my home and continue raising my kids here, I shouldn't say mine, that's my family's home. <laughs> Our, when I went out to do the BREs, we were hearing a lot, you know, no one was really taking the lead on housing. Mm -hmm. It was a big barrier on them filling jobs from people outside of the area. So in 13 and 14, we utilized that data. We started doing, we started sharing the overall data in some, not identifying quotes, but some stories that came out of the BREs. And just kind of sharing our business's stories with our community leaders, with the YCDC board of directors. And it actually led to York County and the city of York doing a housing study in 2015. YCDC was right in there leading the charge and helping to organize surveys and stuff like that. But the city of York and York County paid for that initial housing study. Mm -hmm. That led to some housing projects being done. York County is on the last year of an owner-occupied rehab grant from the Nebraska Department of Economic Development. They're utilizing all $550,000 rehabbing housing around the county. We had some workforce housing, some low-income housing put in. We had some rural workforce housing funds that went for an apartment complex, Creekside Apartments, and we saw some contractors start building on spec, mm -hmm. which was awesome. It's not so much happening right now with the construction prices, but our tool, the county's tool, the city's tool of having this study give YCDC the ability to share the overall need, both pure data, but also surveys and town halls and all that information that interferes with the employers, that interferes with the realtors with the title agents it all came together and it brought projects into york county we last updated that in may 21 and that one ycdc paid for 
to do an update on. So it was, yeah, housing 10 years ago, we were not really involved. Mm -hmm. It was a shift in YCDC strategic plan. It was a shift in responsibilities. It's actually what created uh, Emily's position mm -hmm. here, but two people prior to her. But yeah, we we got received funding from NIFA, the Nebraska Investment Finance Authority, to add a staff person because the housing study showed such a large gap. It's amazing. And I mean, that even goes to show not only for the YCDC, but economic development in a whole is changing so much, so fast. Uh -huh. I mean, like you said, 10 years ago, housing wasn't our problem. And uh -huh. I'm sure five years ago, childcare wasn't our problem. There were a few, a few people talking about childcare five years ago. We weren't. Okay, well. I, I was hearing about it. You could only do so much. Yeah. Now we're tackling childcare. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying that we're doing all of it alone because we have some amazing partners, amazing people that are really stepping up and helping us out. And we have some amazing child care providers yes. who have expanded their facilities. We have a mm -hmm. lot of startups. So yeah. absolutely. it's We're just one peg in the cock. Yeah. But if we can advocate and we can help share the information that we are gathering through the BREs, through the studies, through the surveys, it can all happen. Yeah, absolutely. And going into talent a little bit more, we have a lot of different programs that mm -hmm. we do um, throughout the year, and we are about to head into our busy season. We so, are. Um, one thing that I have had the opportunity to be exposed to, because you are really passionate about it, and then I was also exposed to my last job, is the importance of continued education, continued mm -hmm. learning, um, and one thing that we try to provide to our uh, members and community as a whole is 17 County Leadership, which is a leadership training. It's pretty low intensive time-wise, but what is the importance of that? How would you stress the importance? The importance of that is your personal leadership development. Being able to dive in and identify a little bit more of your skills. I had the opportunity through a program I had been invited to to work with a business coach. So as YCDC was developing this program, and this type of program was developed because we were hearing from businesses we had a gap on this specific leadership skills. But I really wanted to incorporate the coaching mm -hmm. component. You know, we, we all can take a personality survey study and get an assessment of our strengths and our weaknesses. And we can all have an idea on a leadership idea a project, how do you implement it. But it's nice to talk with somebody about it. So 17 County provides three one-on-one -on -one coaching calls, which I think is so unique mm -hmm. for a leadership program in the state of Nebraska. Yeah, It's something that, not pivoted, we have massaged the program from the first year, this is year three, we are switching over to the Better Culture program, but those one-on-one -on -one coaching calls are, I believe, always gonna be a part of this. 
because we'll, we'll have that cohort that you're going through where there's 10 this time. So 11, I was wrong. <laughs> there's 11 this time. So that those are people that are going to be going through the program with you for three months. You're going to be getting to know better. So you're going to be getting to know their leadership strengths. And they're going to be getting to know their um, opportunities. Mm -hmm. So those are people that hopefully at the end of three months, they feel comfortable calling each other six months later to say, hey, I'm struggling with this on an employee. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm thinking about. Do you have any advice? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's where that personal leadership Knowing why you're in leadership, knowing why you're in the career you are in, and having those resources to call back on is so critical. Yeah. And Emily, you know the Better Culture program. I, I read the news releases that come out. It looks like a really good program. But yeah. You can talk a little bit more about the structure if you want. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one thing to really stress is this would be great for higher level managers, CEOs, whatever, but it's for everybody. You don't mm -hmm. have to necessarily be overseeing people no. um, to be working on your leadership skills and hopefully growing those. Um, and even if you have no desire to ever lead people technically, like within your career, that's okay because yeah. there are ways to be a leader within your community, within your service groups, whatever the case may be and not necessarily be overseeing people mm -hmm. and being their quote-unquote boss. Absolutely. And honestly, if you're not in management, these leadership skills help you get along with your coworkers. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so I took the class last year, and we weren't using the Better Culture system and um, course material, but I did get to partake in the one-on-one -on -one calls with Dr. Shannon Linen, and let me tell you, that was pivotal. I mean, being able to talk with someone who is not only very experienced, but has training in leadership. She's an educational prof or education professional. Um, she has degrees on degrees on degrees. I mean, <laughs> she is a very intelligent and professional woman. It was, it was amazing because getting that different perspective and being like, well, maybe it's not supposed to be worked this way. Have you thought about it like this? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just so important. And even though this isn't going to be something that you're going to get these one-on-one -on -one calls until the end of time, they're only three sessions, it gives you that little bit of taste. And for me, it made me more comfortable talking about those vulnerabilities within my leadership with my boss and my coworkers <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff because... I mean, we're all human. There, mm -hmm. There's some stuff that's uncomfortable to talk about, but you still got to do it. You know, when you're uncomfortable, you're typically in your growth zone. Absolutely. And it's growth is hard, whether it's personal growth or it's community growth or it's program growth or it's business growth. I mean, if you grow too fast, on my list of red flags for businesses, really fast growth can be a red flag. Mm -hmm. So perhaps learning how to just support yourself as you go, go through that growth, which is a very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's critical. Yep. And I know one of the things that I've heard from multiple different leaders within the community is, hey, put the phone down, put the computer down. You are not working right now. You know, <laughs> take a break, take a breath. And sometimes you need to be told that because mm -hmm. you get in that 
that mindset that you're like, go, go, go. I need to get this done. I have deadlines, you know, it needs to get done. You need someone to be like, it can wait till tomorrow. Like, yeah. take a step back. I even need to hear that. <laughs> yes. I, I think we all do, especially <laughs> people that are in careers that are, I mean, there's always something to be done. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. But anyways, moving on. So yes, we cater to our businesses and our leaders within those businesses, but we also try to provide some programming for our little ones or up- mm-hmm. our upcoming adults and leaders. Um, manufacturing month is huge in our office. We yes. do a lot for it. Um, can you talk about a little bit that we do there? The first Friday of every October is National Manufacturing Day. Usually the state of Nebraska, and they've done it for probably the last eight, nine years, has proclaimed it as Manufacturing Month for the state. Mm-hmm. So we, as an organization, take that first Friday to invite our our schools in the county, our their school, the school boards, the educators, counselors, and um, community leaders, the YCDC board, to go out and tour some of our manufacturing facilities. It's not something that's wide open to the public, but it's something we've done for nine. Wow, at least nine. At least nine years, probably. I don't remember if we did it my first year or not. That's 10 years ago is a long time. (laughs) (laughs) So that that is really cool. And and the importance of taking the community leaders and the educators into our manufacturing facilities is they're changing. Mm. And even five years ago to now, they have changed. The technology in them, the robotics, the AI, the... I mean, the efficiency of the equipment, mm-hmm. the safety factor. Some of these robots are moving this 50-pound seed corn bags over and over and over, and you have somebody doing the robotic, running the machine, mm-hmm. instead of having people have to squat down mm-hmm. and move that bag. Right. So some of these are efficiency, some of these are safety. Mm-hmm. It Exposing... Our community leaders, our school board members, our teachers, our counselors mm-hmm. to what those, what is happening in the different manufacturing, because our manufacturing is very diverse. Yeah. It is so critical that they know the opportunities that are here, but also what programming relates. Yeah. So we've had all three public schools involved. We've had York University involved. We've had Southeast Community College involved. Mm -hmm. One year we had uh, someone from the Southeast Nebraska Development District come. They've Mm -hmm. come several years. We've had Nebraska Business Development Center involved. We had a manufacturing group involved once. It it, kind of changes a little bit year to year. We just try to rotate. And some of them who have gone back, when we've gone into like cycling air, we've been into cycling air twice. Mm-hmm. They're amazed at what has changed yeah. over the years. I mean, nine years is quite a while to yeah. be running the same program. Right. For someone who's gone, I haven't gone as a student, unfortunately, but I've gone with students and it's kind of amazing to see that pivotal moment with those students that are like, I had no idea that I could do marketing at Corteva, you know, like I had no idea. And it's even turned into internships for some employers and students. So 
it is, I think it's really important to, like you were saying, expose them to these manufacturing um, employers because it's not just your laborers. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there is a lot that goes into it. One of my favorite manufacturers in the state, I'm not going to name him, but he has said he's looking for the A and B students. Mm -hmm. He's, manufacturing is not a place to settle. Manufacturing is a place to thrive and really grow your career. And we can say that about our hospitality, our healthcare, our governmental, our education, all of that. But over the decades, manufacturing's had a stigma. Mm. And it's amazing when you go in and you see how advanced some of our facilities really are and how many professional degrees are in that company that are running around. I mean, you mentioned marketing. HR is another. I mean, and you've got accounting and you've got, you've just got so much going on. I think manufacturing is one of the career pathways that is the most prevalent when it comes to supporting their employees through their educational Uh journey and through their career journey. I mean, almost all of the manufacturers within our community, if you want to go back and get your degree, heck yeah, they'll support you. They'll they'll make sure that you're able to do that. Some of them financially, some of them time-wise, whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be, but they want you to grow in your career and stay and love it. And I think that speaks really loudly because that doesn't happen everywhere. No. No, it doesn't. At Cornerstone Bank, we are committed to providing you the best in banking products and service. With 46 locations throughout Nebraska, we are dedicated to serve you. Cornerstone Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. And you mentioned financially. We we do have some small ones. We've got most of the larger ones help in some sort financially. The, the smaller ones can be a little more flexible mm-hmm. so they can let you go during your shift. Yeah. Potentially. Absolutely. So it's it's pretty awesome. It, it's a great path to explore. And then in manufacturing month this year, it'll be the second time we did it in 19 and we haven't done it since, but we will be taking manufacturers into schools during October this month too. And that, that's a way of exposing whoever the school brings to not only the plant manager, but the why of the product and potentially a story. Mm-hmm. Because just like it's on us to share our story, every single business has to share their, their why and their story as well in order to attract future talent back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's going to be really neat because sometimes when you have bigger groups or you're going on a tour, I mean, our employers are so busy. They're they're trying to get everything in. There's so much to show them. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, there's so much. Yeah. Going to them, it's going to be more drilled down, more focused. Yeah. This is my story. This is how this happens. This is exactly what I do. All wrapped up. Um, and then we get to go to a broader audience, too. I mean, this is going to be regional. This yeah. is going to be a lot of different schools that we're going to be able to bring our employers out in front of mm-hmm. and say, hey, manufacturing in York County and whoever else joins us is amazing, and you mm-hmm. should check it out. Most likely we'll end up going into Seward County 
and potentially down to Fillmore and Thayer County. And we'll, we're working with our peers in those counties to get this all organized. So their, their manufacturers will be able to come up here as well. But we truly are stronger as a region when it comes to exposing our youth to all the opportunities within the region. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And another thing we like to do, and this isn't just for our youth, this is for everyone, but we put on a lot of uh, career booths, career days. Um, for example, at York University this coming yes. November, we're going to have a career day and a resume night and mock interviews and the whole nine yards because we really want to make sure that A, they're developed to the point and comfortable with talking to these employers, but B, I mean, we want you to stay. Look how much is here. Look how many great careers that you could tap into. We want you to choose to be here Mm -hmm. because it's a it's a wonderful community county. Um, So so look at what you can do. We have a lot, and I don't have the data to back it up. But if you go into almost any business in the county, you're going to run into a York University alumni. Mm -hmm. We have we have an entire alumni base. That is very supportive of York and York County. So that is something we are exploring more about our alumni. Where that's going to go, I can't really tell you right now. I wish I could tell you X percentage of our workforce, (laughs) our our York County residents, graduated from a York County school. Mm -hmm. Whether it's K-12 or it's a college. I can't tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm here at YCDC. We're always looking at what's the next thing. And I think sometimes I probably drive my staff nuts (laughs) with that. No. (laughs) Because I'm always looking at, okay, what can we do next year? What's the next thing? What do we need to be preparing for as a community Mm -hmm. in this shift? Because the world is shifting right now. (laughs) Well, I I understand where you're coming from, though, because you're right. The world is shifting and our labor force, our um, our workforce, I mean, we need more people. We, we need more people. And we understand that that comes with, you know, housing issues, childcare mm-hmm. issues, infrastructure. I mean, we understand there is a whole boatload of things that we need to solve in order to um, even scratch the surface of this workforce crisis yes. that we're in. But we still need to do it. <laughs> we still need to do it. And the other thing besides doing that, working on the housing and the child care and inf- supporting the large infrastructure projects, mm-hmm. you know, helping with the quality of life, which I'm so thrilled that the YCDC board put not only infrastructure, which has been there since I moved here, but quality of life into our strategic plan for us to support a partner. We're not going to tackle this one on our own, mm-hmm. but we can support our communities when they're working on whatever it is. So we have all those things going on. But one thing we need to start sharing stories on is our manufacturing, our healthcare, our overall business growth right now with the, this goes back to the AI and robotics um, computers that we're using in our office space. That we're becoming more efficient as a society. What that leads to is sometimes an expansion project, an economic development project does not create jobs. 
And there may be a time, we, I haven't had it happen yet, so we haven't had to deal with this, but there may be a time when there's a multi-million dollar investment, maybe even a billion dollar investment to increase their cells, to increase what they're doing, but they might lose five jobs. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. But the jobs that they have, they're going to train up. Mm -hmm. The people they have, they're going to train up. And those five jobs might not have been filled to begin with. Yeah. And with, by training their current employees up, current employees are making more money. Yeah. So it's, we always hear for years that economic development is all about job creation. Mm -hmm. It's not. Economic development is about the economic vitality of our county. Mm -hmm. It's about supporting everybody's economic vitality of our county. And if we can lift people up in a position, that's a win. If we can, if we can get a contractor to build a house or an apartment complex and it's not the top end of the market, I'll take the top end, that's a win. But if it's not the top end, that that's a win as well yeah company can spend four million dollars six million dollars on equipment that doubles their capacity that's mm -hmm. bringing more money into york county and it's training their employees up yes it may not be bringing on more jobs but as you mentioned we're in a workforce crisis mm -hmm. it's a win yeah and so talking about economic development in relation purely in relation to job creation mm -hmm. it's something we need to start changing the conversation on yeah no I completely agree with that and I think that is something that people need to look into because that's a creative solution to our workforce crisis mm -hmm. how about we get an AI that can take some of these jobs away that aren't being filled anyways because we can't find the bodies to fill them mm -hmm. or why don't we bring on some equipment or AI that can take the load off of our employees that have been covering two, three positions because uh -huh. we can't fill, you know? Yeah. So I yeah. think that we need it. A machine that can run 24-7 or three machines that are, are doing the work of eight people each. Mm -hmm. And previously it wasn't going 24-7. And you put one person in to run all those machines. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of extra inventory being created in York County and being sold outside of the state, it, it's a wonderful deal. Yeah, absolutely. Going on to our industrial park a little bit, talking about some creative AI, just interesting things that <laughs> I can't even begin to act like I know a lot about it because it is, it's very high level stuff, but BGIN, can you explain what that is? Yes, to some extent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, BGIN is a data mining facility. It's basically, it's the next step. They built it so it's the next step of cryptocurrency and other mining. What that means is they're, they're here to stay. Mm. It's basically, we'll have 30 containers. If you've driven by on 25th and Division, you probably see them. You can see the office building going up. It's last I was going last week when I went by the office by the site, the office building was being sited, so it may be done by now. Mm -hmm. But it's containers filled with a lot of computers. Mm -hmm. It's utilizing a lot of energy. 
which is a good win for MPBD. It's also a really good thing for the city of York mm -hmm. with um, the extra revenue that will be coming in through the lease payments and sales tax off of that power. That's one of those things that I can't even pretend to know a lot about, but I do know that it is a great business move. Yes. I think that it's going to be really good for the community. Once they're, once they're fully up, it's going to be million plus revenue. Is huge. It is, and that that's before the property tax and the payroll of five to eight people, and the payroll tax. You know, all that their employees living here and shopping here. Yeah. Hope hopefully we'll we're able to find them here, but they may be bringing people in. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Chances are they will be. Yeah, which is okay too. Yeah, I, I think we'll that. take it. Yeah. We have so many transplants in this county. It's. Mm -hmm. And that may not be the proper word, but that's what I call myself. I'm a transplant. Yeah, there you go. And I'm a native, and I don't think there's much of a difference, to be completely no. honest. No. So, it all works. It all works. People are um, going to come here from every walk of life, and we welcome them with open arms. Because Absolutely. Because they help us, and we'll help them. And it's, I mean, that's what community is. We want yeah. you to come here and be comfortable and have a good quality of life with a good job and a good house. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we want you to survive and thrive. Great park system and, yeah, just all of it. Yeah, it's amazing. It is. Out in that industrial park, there's also some other stuff going yes. on. What else is out there? So that 34 acres that the city bought in 2016, I believe it was, we did due diligence and master planning, which to simplify that is basically we knew where all the utilities were we knew what type of businesses the site in the infrastructure would be able to support all of that wonderful stuff that got divided into three different parcels mm -hmm. so you see two under construction right now and that would be the bgin usa we also have sukup manufacturing putting a warehouse and they were doing dirt work on it it looked pretty advanced on the dirt work last I drove by. And then Wyad, it has purchased a south seven acres, so they're doing some concrete crushing. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're supporting an existing, and the other two chose York because the facility and location made sense to them. Yeah, which completely, yeah. I can support that, absolutely. I yeah. think they'll be great additions to the area. I mean, it, it just seems like it, played out perfectly. It really did. And what I tell my peers that the park is sold. Mm. They're like the ones that you did the VR video on. Didn't you just buy that? <laughs> my my peers are amazed at how fast we turned that industrial park around. Yeah. And you know, the last the park previous to that, the airport airport park, that that took closer to 20 years to develop but it was also 122 acres wow and that's completely sold out yeah. and what I love to share is when we talk industrial land and it being for sale and being ready ready to serve it means utilities are to the site mm -hmm. it's often people think about that being for recruitment of new businesses mm-hmm it is also for the expansion of existing businesses. Yeah. 
And our first industrial park that the city of York purchased in the 1990s after the airport was relocated, the very first business to go out there was Champion. Mm. It's wow. still there. So that's, that shows you that that was a way of retaining an existing business that had outgrown their existing facility. That's amazing. And if you guys ever drive by where Champion is, it's a huge building. It's very yeah, big, yeah. and it's amazing what they do out there. Uh, we got to tour one of the homes out there. Let me tell you, I would never know that it was a modular, and it was beautiful, and I would love to live there, <laughs> quite honestly. It was absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. It was beautiful. They, they they are not the housing they built 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, it, it, was, it seems from my point of view, very good quality and everything, but yep. we'll actually have a podcast of that about that coming out soon. So <laughs> keep your eyes open. Um, no, so some of the other projects that we have been involved in, specifically expansions of mm -hmm. current existing businesses, like Cludie, do you want to talk about Cloudy that? Cludie Inc, out on Highway 34. I, I have to say, and they'll probably kill me for saying this, <laughs> I love Kim and Steve Cootie. Mm. They have created an amazing culture for their employees and they continue to expand. Mm. Since I've been here, I think we've done two expansions on the inside. They did the logistics building out on the north side of their existing facility. And they're putting in an additional one, an additional building, uh, which is, I'm not even going to try to explain what they're doing, but it has a whole bunch of fancy machines in it. So we were able to receive a site and building development fund grant to assist them with the site prep of the new building. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's... That was pretty cool. That grant came from the Nebraska Department of Economic Development, and it's it's just not much, a couple hundred. Their project is way way more than that, mm -hmm. uh, but a couple hundred thousand that will be flowing through YCDC to help them with that. And that is, if you do not know what Cludie does, take a look at their website. The electric substations, the electric poles, everything that they're creating in there is really, really amazing. Yeah. And the culture they have created on their employees is pretty cool, too. Yeah. There's a reason they need to expand. I mean, they are, mm -hmm. they are doing amazing, amazing things. They're taking more and more market share. Man. Just yeah. crazy. Yeah. Good for them. That's awesome. That's it what is. we want to see. And then Adam Bradshaw, for people that have driven around that part of the county, you might see some new grain bins that CBA has put up. <laughs> but what's even a little bit exciting that you don't necessarily think about is expansion sometimes triggers community infrastructure needs. So that one triggered electric. Mm. expansion the villages system could not handle the new expansion so they they utilized some tax increment financing and were able to capture those funds to pay for the expansion of the electric system so NPPD has been out there a lot 
they're the support mechanism for the village of Bradshaw because the village of Bradshaw actually owns and sells their own electricity mm-hmm. and PBD is their backup which is also amazing uh-huh. I mean, that's really neat that is if they're the only one in the county that does that everyone else is either served by a perennial public power district or Nebraska public power district which are both fantastic Absolutely. organizations I mean some of the best partners that you could ask for I would totally agree with that but yeah so I think we're kind of running tight on time so we'll wrap it up we have so much going on but thank you so much for talking with me today lisa is there any other important little plug that you want to say for those of you that might want to analyze how your business is doing check out our small business insight tool called size up on our website at yorkdevco.com it really kind of covers 99 percent of the industries and the businesses, and it's targeted at entrepreneurs and small businesses. So if you go to yorkdevco.com and go to business, businesses, it's under business resource, I believe. Mm-hmm. But utilize that tool. We purchased that, and it's been heavily used. You use it at 2 in the morning if you want. There's a video showing you how to use it. Come in if you need to, and Emily, Deb, or myself can help you out with it. Yeah, absolutely. And going off of uh, the website, if you have any job postings and you are a member of the YCDC, we encourage you to list them on our website. We'd be more than happy to kind of market those for you, share them. Um, So send them our way. We'll make sure they get posted. If you have any questions about how to do that, you can also reach out to us at 402-362-3333. Then one last thing, just because I know Emily's not going to do it herself. If you have enjoyed this or any of our other podcasts, go on and rate it. So whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, whatever it is, give us a five star. Share it on your social media. We would love this to hit everybody but they won't find it if it's if they don't see it so share away yeah and leave a comment drop a comment we want to know what we can do better what we can add to it what you're interested in um so thank you so much for listening thank you lisa all the time it's always a great time having you on here so very informative there's always (laughs) a lot to learn um but thank you so much and we will catch you next time awesome thank you In closing, we would like to once again take the time to thank our members, the people that help us drive change. We would like to thank York State Bank, Henderson State Bank, York General, Mead Lumber Company Incorporated, and York News Times. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. Catch you next time.